From the American Tobacco Historic District in downtown Durham, this is Due South on WUNC. I'm Leonita Inge. I'm Jeff Tabiri. Get ready for some laughs this hour, Leonita. Comedian Paula Poundstone sat down for an interview recently with Due South, and we clearly know why she is such a star on the NPR News quiz show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. One of the things that has made my life worth living is uh, ring dings. <laughs> and I feel that it is food. Would you, are you going to tell me that's not food? There's a few simple tests to figure out if a ring ding is food or not. How many ingredients does a ring ding have? A devil's food cake, one. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, right there. Yeah. A, a creamy and filling, cream, yeah. two. And, and, and a rich chocolate outer coating. What's the matter with you? Oh, she's a hoot and a holler. And her aunties in Alabama chew snuff. <laughs> but that's what she told us. But before we take a trip down uh, southern memory lane with Paula Poundstone, Leonita takes us on a civil rights trip to Edenton, North Carolina. That's in the coastal plains, where efforts are underway to renovate the home of activist Golden Franks. Edenton has been called one of the prettiest small towns in the South. But downtown, a Confederate statue remains, not far from the waterfront. If you drive a few blocks up from that statue and turn left on Peterson Street, you'll see the longtime home of Golden and Ruth Franks. Folks in this African-American neighborhood and in the Civil Rights Movement called it the Freedom House. Darrell Slade grew up around the corner. He looked up to Golden Franks. I remember um, when he used to come home, uh, two or three o'clock in the morning, he used to talk to us underneath his car porch and um, used to give us big eight cookies and also minister us about being a positive role model for our generation and for our race. I just thank, thank God for it, I really do. The late Golden Franks was a civil rights activist born in 1920. He was a field secretary for the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. And in the 1960s, Franks was a main organizer in North Carolina, arrested more times than he could count. Earlier this year, former neighbors, friends, community activists visited his home, the Freedom House, which is being preserved as a historical site. Hey. <laughs> I'm doing fine. How you doing? Good to see good you. Good to see you. You know it. You know it's always good to see you, Miss Golden. Community Day at the Franks' home was almost like a family reunion. Lots of hugs and reminiscing about the past and the future of the stately brick house, now being preserved. Goldie Franks Wells is the daughter of Golden and Ruth Franks. We came to live in this house when I was in the 11th grade. We had always lived two doors down at 128 in a blended family, I guess you would call it today, when your granddaddy, grandmama, aunt, uncle, and cousins all lived together. And um, my mother bought this house, and when she bought it, it was in bad repair. But she wanted to buy it because she saw potential. That's one thing about my mother, she had vision. She had a lot of setbacks and things, but she had vision and she could see it being more than what it was. Coming over here, it was exciting. 
because she and my daddy liked to entertain. So basically every weekend there were friends coming over and just enjoying life. And they loved to talk about what was happening in the world. Wells recalled one day when her mother asked her to wash up and change her clothes, put on a nice dress for this one visitor in particular. The Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. was coming for dinner. Golden Frinks is credited with mobilizing black children and young adults to protest and march for equal rights. Many of his followers were jailed several times. In the end, that action would help desegregate Edenton's courthouse, the library, and the high school. Emma Bonner was one of those young children in the NAACP Youth Council who would meet Frinks at the Freedom House. And uh, we used to meet here two or three times a week, and then we would leave here and we would march. And uh, the first thing we tried to integrate was the theater. And uh, as we were marching in front of the theater singing We Shall Overcome, a, a gentleman from across the track came and hit Mr. Frinks, and we started crying, and he looked back at us and said, Keep marching, children, march on. And from that point on, I was hooked. So what do you think should um, happen to this home, and maybe how open should it be to the public? You know, everybody should know Golden Franks and his family, right? Uh-huh. I think it should be changed into a historical museum. But most of uh, the things that he did, and a lot of his uh, paraphernalia and pictures, and I think it should be open to the public. In fact, I think they should hire, and I can provide jobs for people because you can have people to be uh, in security or uh, doorkeepers or people who can share the history of the house and all the pictures and events that occurred here. So I think it should be made into a historical museum. And that's just what might become of the Freedom House. Coming up, my co-host Jeff Tiberi and I chat with comedian Paula Poundstone, a funny lady with wit that cuts like a knife. You're listening to Do South. 